Information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I, I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life. You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria. Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. Hey, it's the Almond Gunner Experience. We are actually yes, at Sunshine Park. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do some stuff on the turf today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good to put in a little actual physical work. There's a lot happening out here. I see the it firemen uh, getting is. some laps in right yeah, now. They, they're getting their work in. You yep. know, we got some people at the skate park, you know, walking, talking, making some change. And a uh, lot of activity. You know, we got the water park going a little bit. So it's a great place to come out and just put in some work. So is this the new normal or is this normal? What, well, <laughs> what, what are we seeing now? Well, you know, I'm looking at this thing going, what is normal at this point, right? Um, I, I think for the most part, you probably see some people who this is kind of their routine, you know, especially the firemen, you know, coming out and putting in their physical activity, uh, making sure they can go battle those blazes, brother. And there's beach beach volleyball out here in the mornings. Beach and, volleyball and you in do the some morning. Training here. Yeah, we we, we have uh, tennis courts here. So so you know, uh, a couple times a week, you know, I'm I'm at this park sometimes and uh, put in work. It's, it's like I said, it's a great field, it's a turf field, and you know you can put in a lot of work here. I remember when turf first became a thing. Oh yeah. At the University of Florida. Oh yeah. They put in a, a turf field. And, and it's grass now right. because they learned their lesson. Right. Yeah, 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 it yeah. used to be that really rough, like the stuff you put on yeah. your back patio. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it would get hot. It gets so hot. And, well, then, and then the rug burn. Well, and, <laughs> but it's laying on top of concrete, and I don't think people understand. So, you know, here in Florida, if we got the outside temperature, you know, 95 degrees, and you're on that turf, oh, you about 110, that turf gets hot. It gets real hot. That, that'll get you moving a little faster well, if it's hot. You got to move fast, right? If you don't, your shoes melt. <laughs> so, you know, that's the way we look at it, man. So that's what we're talking about today, speed, yeah. uh, moving fast. And, uh, and Coach, uh, does it matter, uh, speaking of turf, does it matter what surface you're running on? Well, actually, the, the surface is everything. You know, most people don't don't realize that. So... Like, you know, if you're a football player, you know, most football players notice if you're playing on grass and if you're up against a team who's a real fast team, what you do is you let the grass grow a little bit. You put them in taller grass. And, you know, in that way your foot takes a long time to get down to the bottom to, to bounce back up. So the surface is everything. That's why tracks are, you know, synthetic rubber. They're rubber tracks. So, you know, your foot can hit and, and ricochet back up and you're getting power. I mean, you're only getting speed when your foot touches the ground because that's what, you know, propels you forward. So the turf actually is fast. If you got the right turf, man, it's fast because underneath it, it's concrete. So so pay attention to the turf. You got to pay attention to it. I, You know, I say when you're running, man, you got to just pay attention to the surface, you know, because that depends on you know, what shoe you're going to use, right? You know, if I'm a football player and I'm actually playing on turf, you know, I might want to use turf shoes versus traditional football shoes. One of my favorite parts of uh, playing organized sports was prior to the match or the game or whatever it is you're into is that time where you get to go out there and inspect the field a little bit. Oh, we, yeah. We used to do it 
in college, we used to do it, you know, at the championship right. game. You go out a right. few days early right. and you'd study it. Right. But my favorite is, is when you got, like, a young girl's soccer team or something, and you're at the visitor's right. field. Right. And you pay attention, okay, which side are they are they pulling for? Exactly. Here? Is, exactly. Is the ball rolling downhill? Exactly. Well, you know, and again, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, back in the day playing basketball in the old Boston Garden on the parquet floor. I mean, they knew where the dead spots were, and they try to trap you there because the ball's not going to bounce as high. So I think when you're, you know, when you're running, I always say, you, you, man, you, you got to know, you know your craft. You know, if, if I'm a football player, I should know every inch of the field that I'm playing on. Um, and track and field, it's about, you know, knowing, knowing that track, you know, uh, inside and out. Um, anytime, you know, as an athlete, I just think you got to know, you got to know your surface. You got to know your craft. You got to know what you're in for. So what are the keys to speed? The real key to speed is, you know, you got to do it every day. I mean, most people think that you can go out, put in some training on, on, you know, on one day and, and then not run fast, you know, again for two weeks. You know, if you notice track and field guys that are sprinters, man, we work at that stuff every day. Um, the real key is, is the stuff that you're eating and how much sleep you're getting. I mean, believe it or not, what you what you eat today determines what kind of energy level you're going to have tomorrow and how much you rest you're getting is everything. If your body doesn't have a chance to really rest, it's not going to work out well for you. But the biggest myth in all of, of, of running is people think you run with your legs. You don't. You run with your arms. I mean, that's, that's where the real power is. So when you're looking at true sprinters, you know, 100, 200 guys, uh, I mean, check out their upper bodies the next time. You know, look, look at how strong they are up top and then look at their core. I mean, because your core is everything. That's where all your major muscles connect. So I call that Mr. Chubbs. And if Mr. Chubbs is not right, nothing's going to be right. Mr. Chubbs. Mr. Chubbs. I mean, you, you think back to when a time you um, have been working out, no matter what the workout is. And you think about when you got... Like, you didn't feel well. Like, you feel like, oh, man, this might come up, or you get really tired. If you really consciously think about what's really tired, it's Mr. Chubbs. It's your stomach. I mean, it's your stomach. It's not your legs. <laughs> it's, it, it's your core. And uh, so if you're going to be, you know, fast, you really got to work your middle. You got to work your middle, and you have to work your upper body. So the legs aren't important? You don't work the legs? Oh, they're important. But or think your, about it, your, your legs, feet, you don't take care of your feet. Your legs get a workout every day because you're walking around on them, you know? And, and the thing is, if, if you're going to be, you know, really run fast, and if I'm focusing on my legs, what I'm focusing on is my hamstrings. See, that's the lightning. The quads is the thunder. The quads are the thunder. That's the pretty part, you know? But, but it's your hamstrings. That's where the action is. That's why when you see someone, man, and they pull that hammy, whoo, man, it could be weeks or months before you get back from that hammy, you know. Um, so, you know, my focus is on the legs, but it's, it's usually more my hamstrings more than anything. But I'm really trying to develop my upper body and my core. So the secret to speed is focusing on your core and that repetition every day. You're saying oh, basically it is. I mean, having it, the right movements. Well, I always say you have to slow down to go fast. You know, so to to be efficient with running, 
Uh, here's one of the big things that most people don't realize is it's all in the warm up. Like you really have to take time to warm up. So I'll, I'll give you a, for instance, like if you take the average person, if you go to a, a college track and field event or you watch an Olympic track and field event and they're going to run 100, 200, 400, those guys, because that's more of your sprint races, right? Those guys warm up, you know, we, we'll put in 45 minutes warming up to run under 10 seconds. The warm up's everything. And you'll see most people, they don't like to warm up. They want to just go right into running or, or what else they're doing. But the thing is, the key is if you're not really warm, uh, man, your technique's going to be off. And so, for instance, it may take me 30 plus minutes to warm up. But my actual workout for today may be, okay, I have to run six 150s and I've got to run them, you know, 16.5 seconds. That's not a lot of time, Right but it's fast it's really fast and so you know yeah your warm up takes forever but your actual workout a lot of times on a true sprint workout the actual running time 5 minutes what's happening in the in the uh, in the ticker uh, <laughs> when you're warming up what's really happening when you're warming up is you know that that workout's coming and any track and field athlete will tell you there are no easy track workouts. They're just not. I mean, so you know as you're warming up, as you're getting it together, you know sooner or later you're going to have to run those 150s, 200s, 300s, 400s, whatever the coach has in tap for you. And you already know it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. That's part of it. There's just no easy track workouts. I mean, you think about it from the standpoint of you can just be a regular Joe. But try to go out and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to run five 50-yard sprints at full speed. And truly run them at full speed. By the time you get to, like, number three, it's not fun. And the average person starts looking around, you know. They start looking around going, well, you know, it's just me out here, so I don't really have to do these fives. You know, I, I could do three and call it good. I, I'll get the other two tomorrow. I mean, that's that's the difference, man. You know, um, real track athletes know that it's going to show up on meet day. That's the other part. It's going to show up on meet day. It's going to show. Like, you can do all the practicing you want and look good in practice. Look real good. You know, it's like being a golfer. And when you're over there at the driving range, you look real good. But then the moment of truth comes. And the thing is, the clock doesn't lie. The time is the time. You either run fast or you run slow. And it's not contingent upon, you know, how fast you ran last week. All right, so let's go right into the game of life now. Okay, so um, every day means every day. Yes. With speed. Yes. And, and think of this. think of it this way. You know, no matter what sport that you look at, you know, when you're talking about sports that have movement, like tennis, basketball, football, hockey, speed is the one thing that's never in a slump. That's, that's, I mean, that's your ace in the hole is speed. So the game of life is all about 
Listen, every day means every day. What are you doing each and every day to make sure that you are hunting down the things you say that are important to you? It's just like track and field. If, if every day, like you can't go out and train at 70% and then think you're going to compete at 100%. That's fuzzy math. See, and, I, and to me, I think the game of life is that same way. That if, you, if you're waking up every day and you're, you, you got a 70% attitude, an 80% behavior, you're giving 70% effort, how, how do you think that's going to net you in the long run 100%? It's just not. It's just not. I always say that when I look at track and field, man, it just simulates life so well. Because it's you. It's the work that you put in. And the team wins based on your individual effort. I mean, it's the best. It, it's kind of like, look, you could be born into a household uh, to where financially you guys have everything. But guess what? If you don't put in work, you don't do your part, you can lose that. You could be born into a household where you have nothing. But then you put in work and you grind, you can end up with everything. See, track and field that same way. That's what I love about it. And it encompasses everybody, body type. Think about it. Yeah, at a track meet, there's nothing more exciting than when there's an event that just ended and you see the athletes running over to another event yes. to cheer on. Yes. Uh, you know, if it's a sprinter, they're cheering for a thrower or a thrower exactly. cheering for a pole vaulter. You know, it's, well, it's a beautiful thing. Because, again, think about it. In the end, it's about, look, we are a family. And we don't win if all of us don't do our part. That's what's so great about it is that you, you, you could be, you could have that day to where you, you have a breakthrough. You know, you, we we call it a PR. You know, your personal record, but your personal record only put you in the sixth place. But sixth place gives us a point, and guess what? We win by one point. That's what I love about it, man. I love about it. It, it, it. It's the game of life. Well, and you went straight to it. Um, the parallel I see between the anatomy of, a, of running and what you just defined as the focus is, is that you're not spending all your time on your legs. You're, you're focused because your legs are continually working. Yes. Um, so that's almost an autopilot. Um, but you're focused on your core and your arms. So talk to me about that. So if you were to, you know, really take this metaphor to the next level, being somebody who's oriented towards the big picture of, of you know, involving and, and building community, mm-hmm. that's core. That is. That's the foundation. See, you know, we talk about all the time that, man, you have to you have to drive the foundation down to the bedrock. And that's your body. If, if your core, and, and the thing is, most people don't realize that when you go hard and you're a student athlete or you're an athlete, injuries are going to happen. That's just a part of it. That that comes with it, you know, because your body is constantly under stress and pressure of trying to get more. 
But if your core is really fit and you do get injured, you come back faster. Because see, that's your foundation. You have all of this muscle memory. And so that's why I always tell someone, look, if if you're injured, but you still can work on your core, keep working on your core. All right, so I, I'm gonna be real honest here, Coach. Growing up, it was all about the legs. Uh-huh. It was all about the bench press. Uh-huh. It was all about the arms. Uh-huh. In my in my experience, the core was the last thing we paid attention to. And that's why when you went out and you had to really run uh, gassers, that's why you couldn't run but a few of them without feeling like the world was coming to an end. Because there's no core strength. I mean that's your leverage. Well, and I think and I think where I see it also is in the in the long term. Like you're it basically is. you're saying you got no endurance. No. No endurance. No. Like look, here's my thing, man. I would rather have a person who can line up and we'll talk 40-yard dash right now cuz that's important to 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 a lot of sports yet. I'd rather guy have a guy who can give me a consistent 4-5. Like he can knock down if we line up and run 10 40s. He, he's going to run 4-5, 9 out of 10, versus a guy who can give me a 4-4, four, four, but then the next 8 going to be 4-7. See, that's core, man. I, I call that consistency. That You know, I call it muscle endurance. Because, see, when you can do that, now mentally you become tougher. And where do the arms tie into that? Well, the arms is everything, man. Because you know what? That's that upper body strength. And that's what you hammer with. See, the key to running is being able to hammer your arms back. If you think about it, try walking and just keep your arms by your side without swinging them back and forth. They swing back and forth naturally because opposite arm, opposite leg. That's what gives you a smooth stride. It's the same thing in running. If I, if I don't hammer my arm back, it's going to stop my knee lift, which means now it's going to shorten my stride. So you got to be able to hammer. It's got to be efficient, man. I love that because what I think of now in the game of life is your hammer is, is it's, it's whoever you put on your right and on your left. Exactly. It's who you're running with. Well, you know, I always tell them, you know, do you want to meet the hammer brothers, Jack and Sledge? And I take them everywhere I go. And the key is, is, is you want that arm movement to be consistent and it's straight back and forth. Think about how many people you see run and their arms are going side to side, look like windshield wipers. That's not efficient. All over each other. You gotta run, when you're running, you're trying to be an arrow. You're trying to be an arrow. All right, so, so pick your team. In, in the game of life, Yes. focus on your core, build up your core, and then Sledge and Jack, bring them uh, with you. Bring them with you. Yeah. Have them running alongside yeah. with you. Yeah. Don't yeah. get caught up. No. Don't get distracted. Nope. Keep that movement efficient, moving streamlined. And every day has to be every day. Like there's only one way to run fast. You have to train to run fast. You know, it, it, it's like it's like a kid coming to me, wanting to learn how to run, right? And so you you, you walk them through a warm up. You, 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 you walk them through the efficiency of running, but then you don't see the kid for another month. And, you, and, and, and the kid hasn't been doing it on their own. Bro, you're just wasting time. That's not gonna happen. You're just wasting time. All right, so how do you build your core? 
the best thing to do is look I, I love doing core moves standing you know a lot of people like to lay down and do their core and so uh, most people don't like to do that work because it hurts their backs when you're standing you have more control and what I love to use is like an 8 pound or 10 pound medicine ball you know how much work you can do with an 8 pound 10 pound medicine ball like even if you put it in your hands and you're doing what we call slams where you take the ball and you slam it down but you got to catch it as it's coming back up your core stays engaged I mean that ball man I can do oblique work well going back to standing versus laying down you're not moving when you're laying I mean you're you're the only time you're laying down is when you're sleeping you might yeah. be moving around when well, you're sleeping that, but that's right but yeah that makes a lot of sense coach so I'm telling so you why not train the way you're gonna live the way you're going to work and you're more stable you have yeah. more control yeah so you can be more efficient and really target your core yeah because when you lay down I promise you man when it starts to hurt your technique's gone yeah it's gone but when you're standing you can be more, I always say, you know, move with a purpose. You can be very deliberate about what it is you're trying to do. Very deliberate. So I, I, I love moves standing. You know, there's moves that I do laying down, but but man, I, I love to do core moves where I'm standing, where I've taken that ball or an eight pound, 10 pound weight and, and really putting in work. I, I can do a lot of things, man. A lot of things standing. So check out almondgunnerexperience.com. Check out our YouTube channel. Let's break that down for a minute, Coach, because we're actually about to drop a video that yes. explains a lot of this, and we'll, and we'll have some visuals that you can show as well. Yeah, which is really cool because this is the first time we're actually going to, you know, you know me, I always focus on the mental stuff all the time, so a lot of my YouTube videos are about those things. But today, we're actually going to do some physical stuff. We're going to break down running, uh, what your arms really need to look like. Uh, we'll show you some of those techniques. Uh, so, so I'm really excited about that. And, uh, and again, we, we encourage you to go to Almond Gunner Experience to our YouTube channel, uh, like us, subscribe to us. And uh, so, you know, every week we're just trying to be really consistent about our message and make sure we're putting out stuff that's helping people move forward. We got some beach volleyball starting up here. Yeah, I see, yeah. Uh, I'm I telling see a couple you. of generations, actually. I yeah. see a mullet, a, yep. a real mullet yeah, working yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real and, mullet. Uh, and then I see the youth of, uh, you know, a young lady looks like she might have been a college, might have, you know, might have played post grad, might have played yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so good stuff. So, hey, coach, speaking of which, who's our super freak of the week this week? You know, I tell you, super freak of the week this week, I think I want to go with, with, with someone who, who's young, who's really young. I'm going to go with, with uh, Caleb Hodges. Caleb's like a three-year-old. You know, he's Clayton's little brother. And, uh, but I love Caleb because he has a lot of energy. And, uh, and, uh, and Caleb is the epitome of, of one of those kids that go, I'm going to get him early. You know, I tell his dad all the time, we're not going to wait like we did with Clayton. We're going to go ahead and get him early and, and teach him stuff. And believe it or not, he does come and kind of works out with us. So I'm, I'm able to teach him little things. And, and, and he's, he gets dialed in. Oh, I, I can imagine his I mean, brain is yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he gets dialed yeah. in. So, so I like that. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make Clayton. Clayton's little brother, Caleb, he's going to be the super freak of the week. Well, that's going to mess up that whole household. <laughs> that's that, whole, that, whole, that whole household right now is going to be really You're messed up. Three-year-old. Um, but, okay. that's, but that's okay, man, because because Caleb, uh, you know, he's he, he's 
he's going to be all right. Well, you know, it was Caleb and Joshua that got into the promised land. That's so, right. You know, that might That's be right. where it's at right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> Young he, Caleb Hodges. He, he's got that name. He's got that name and, uh, and, and that little work ethic. But I do love his energy, uh, and I do love that he's a sponge. And, and you know me, I always say, give me a kid from the womb, man. Give him to me early so we can cut out some of this, this bad stuff that they're going to do. Um, um, so... No, I mean, you know, you're not having to, to reprogram and, and rewire. And so I remember early on just, again, coaching and recognizing sometimes it's just about teachability yes. and, and hunger, right? Well, and again, though, it, it's about, you know, hopefully we're, we're, we're giving him some things at such a young age that, um, like I said, it really cuts down into his decision making on some things that you know go. No, nope, we're not going to do that because that's not what we know. Um, uh, but I do, I do like having him around. I think number one, it pushes it pushes Clayton, but it also gives Clayton a chance to you know to stand up and be a leader and, and help his little brother too. Yeah, so. no, and and I know that obviously um, uh, his dad and, and now his big brother we. We'll go back to the starting point of this podcast, which is turf. Yes. And the, the ground that you stand on, the, the, the work that's been put in, the soil's been tilled. Yes. It's fertile. Yes. Uh, amazing stuff. So congrats to, to young Caleb Hodges. Look, Caleb, super freak of the week. run through some things. I'm just telling you, dude, he, he's going to be, when he hears this, oh, it's it's on. It's it, it is on. It is on <laughs> in that household right there, calm. brother. You know me. I like to stir it up, man. I, yeah, I like yeah, to I, I like do. to keep things popping, do. brother. Did you know, the same thing in my household. That's right. I like, I like <laughs> to keep I like to keep things popping. So, uh, so this week, you know, the the real challenge is, I want people to to physically, yet yeah, you know, move with efficiency, you know, and and do it every day. Do a little bit every day. I mean, that's the other thing. Don't go out there and try to put in two or three hours, and then the next day you're so sore that you don't want to do it. And the next, you know, and then that turns into missing three days. I would rather you go out 20 minutes a day, get in a little walk, uh, get some push-ups in. You know, let's let's move with efficiency this week. Yeah, I think and, it was Coach K that talked about just that one percent. Yeah, better. yeah, know, that's just, it. You just just wanna, move with efficiency. Just, just move with efficiency, and I tell you what, you're gonna start feeling better. And before you know it, I mean, if you do it that way, it's going to become a lifestyle. It's not going to be something that you dread doing. Which it's I love. It, part it, of who it, you are. it bleeds into and overflows yes. into every aspect yes. of your life. Yes. We're not just talking no, about no, being healthy. No. We're talking about you're talking about your whole self, right? Exactly. And then when exactly. you focus on that whole self, you're going to get healthier. Right. You're going to improve. You're going to see improvement in your finances. You're going to Everything. see improvement in your relationship, well, because your you just, business. All these different things are going to become. Yeah, you just have free. more energy. You know, you have more energy and, and, and you're giving your true self. I mean, you're more authentic. You know, I always say when people look and feel the way they want to look and feel, people are nicer. People are nicer. Think about it. When you really look and feel the way you want to look and feel, you're nicer. You're more giving. You're more open to the possibilities. So. Uh, you don't beat yourself up as much, and uh, and that's what we're trying to get to is, is getting people to give themselves permission to be the best versions of themselves. Hey, let's go roll camera. Let's open it up. Coach. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, go. Uh, we're gonna go roll some tape right now. Coach gonna go get sweaty because I gotta go put some work in. You know. Um, hey, listen. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you. Be sure to go to Almond Gunner Experience. Uh, check out that gear. I'm telling you, 
you, you, you want to be wearing you want to be wearing these, these this gear that we have, man. It's really nice. The revolution is real. It's real. It's real, <laughs> and ain't gonna stop no matter what they say, right? Uh, it's not gonna stop. And just remember, as we always say, every day is game day. We'll catch you next week.